Ground control, some major tom. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Welcome, everybody, to The Final Countdown, a podcast looking back at great final days within the game of football. I am Lewis, here with my co-host, Adam. Hello there. Um, Straight into it again today, because we've got a lot to get through. Um, I hinted last week that this is the eternal man in the Mm. eternal city, so we are talking today about Francesco Totti. (laughs) So I'm going to do my best to withhold on the Italian. I don't know loads about Totti. Well, here we go, mate. This is, as we've said uh, many times in this little mini-series, we don't have time to go through their whole career, um, but I'm particularly focusing on the fact that um, we spoke... Last week about Michael Owen, who obviously has a lot of clubs and a lot of mini endings. Mm. Tossi is the one club man up there with probably Paolo Maldini as the most famous one club man. Yep. Um, only ever re- represents Roma. Yeah, fascinating career, but really it's it's about uh, his life as a talisman. Yep. So uh, there's three unknowns that I've picked, but there might be more in this report if you don't know much about Francesco Dardi. Um, is that going to be every time? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, uh, so he was ready to join AC Milan as like a 14-year-old lad. They had offered him, offered him a pro contract or at least um, into their youth setup. Uh, but his mum intervened and said that he would not ever be allowed to go to Milan. He would only ever be um, a Roman. And so wow. his identity is very much as a, a Roman, a true-blooded Italian from the capital. Right. Uh, and so basically his mum stopped him getting signed from Milan, which can you imagine being a teenager yeah, and right. your mum's like, you're not going to Milan. Uh, and by this point... It's well, similar to like, you ain't going to town. Yeah, yeah, I want to exactly. go to time, you ain't going to time. <laughs> but mum... <laughs> Similar thing, I guess. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It's, it's something we can all relate to. Me and Francesco are basically the same man. Exactly. So that basically left him with uh, a choice of either Roma or Lazio, the only two Roman of teams. Of course, yeah. Um, which is a bitter rivalry as well. We'll we'll touch a little bit on um, the derbies that happened throughout his career, but really, it, it, it again, cannot be stated how venomous the rivalry is between Lazio and Roma, um, including, unfortunately, um, fan deaths when they've clashed, uh, a lot of attacks, stabbings. It's, it's, it's a it's brutal a rivalry. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But nevertheless, that was his first alone. The second one is that he won a prestigious award and I use that in air quotes uh, the UEFA President's Award have you ever heard of that before? No No neither had I Sounds like it was made up Yeah exactly it's basically where UEFA gets to give um, a pat on the back to people that have in their words recognised outstanding achievements professional excellence and exemplary personal qualities so it's like an outstanding contribution to football award Right Previous winners include David Beckham Bobby Charlton Eric Cantona and the only one that I looked at and thought oh that's kind of cool is they gave one to the Euro 2020 Denmark team in the aftermath of Christian Eriksen collapsing right. on the pitch yeah. and them forming a circle around him, giving him that yeah, dignity, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which I thought that was a, a nice thing. But yeah. again, it's an award I've never heard of. But Francesco Tossi, for his outstanding achievements, was awarded that. Nice. Uh, finally, as a fundraiser for a children's charity, he published two joke books. So Francesco Totti is an absolute really? comedian, apparently. Uh, jokes that were aimed specifically about his um, Italian teammates, Alessandro Del Piero, Gigi Buffon, Christian <laughs> Vieri. <laughs> nice. uh, so he basically just took the piss out of them uh, and raised money. Bounce. Yeah, it was bounce. great. Um, they were even turned into a short sketch show that uh, aired on TV called La Sela Ultima di Totti, which I don't actually... I didn't look up the English translation. <laughs> you but love it. Jokes, you jokes love and banter. I do, you know, it's like language of love i don't know is it that french, french? <laughs> i'm a cultured man um but going back to totti on the football pitch he is god in rome he was given the adoration reserved for caesars basically he becomes the absolute talisman of roma um but let's take it back so at this point he's a, a very established captain of roma he has yeah. represented them from the youth team the only club he's ever represented 
he's gone through. So by 2006, he's kind of in his mid-20s. He is already the talisman of Roma. He had won their only modern Scudetto, the Serie A title. Right, I was going to ask if they ever won it. Okay. Yeah, so they've won it three times in their history, um, twice in the early 80s, yep. and once in the 2000s. But as we'll discover, it's heartbreaking how close they come, and they fall again and again and again at every hurdle. So right. Totti, this famous one-man um, guy, only wins three bits of silverware at club level, despite being with Roma for 25 years. Wow. So 25 seasons, and he only wins three things with Roma, who are a big club in Italy. Don't forget the UEFA recognition award. Mate. Oh, yeah, sorry, mate. Yeah, the President's Award. I'm sure that's uh, pride of place. <laughs> but let's see about 2006. So he is representing Italy in the World Cup. Yep. So obviously they go on to win that tournament. Totti plays every match, and he contributed four assists which was the most in that World Cup and he scores a crucial last-minute penalty against Australia to take them through in the second round. Totti versus Schwarzer. This to send Italy into the last eight. And how cruel it will be on Australia. Did Italy go through? Totti is the name. Totti's done the Italian job for them. And he was basically one of the protagonists of the world-conquering Azzurri side, helping lead them to the World Cup. So that is ultimately his biggest achievement in football. Yeah. He, he he leads the way um, with Italy, does amazingly well. So at this point, he's at his peak. And at the end of the tournament, and this is basically a theme for three out of the four that we've done so far with final days, is Real Madrid come knocking. Of the course they temptation. Do. So he's just led Italy to a World Cup. Yeah. Um, he's single-handedly been keeping Roma competitive and bringing them to, to finals and doing really well in the league. So basically he'd stuck with Roma through thick and thin. Uh, he'd earned his move and there wasn't anyone that begrudge him that at all. Uh, money, medals um, would all come if he made the move, move to Real. By this point he's made almost nearly 400 appearances for Roma by this point, but they were wildly inconsistent and they were either criminally unlucky or they were chokers depending on your right. point of view which right. way you look at it um, he led them to win their last area title under Fabio Capello here he is again yeah, in the early 2000s um, but obviously by this point it's five years later Roma had come close but they were always that team that kind of just couldn't quite get over the hurdle he'd finished up runner up in Serie uh, Serie A three times and in the Coppa Italia three times so nice. he'd got to three finals and lost them all yeah. he'd yeah finished second in Serie A three times uh, by the end of his Roma career because uh, spoiler alert he doesn't move to Real by the end of his career he'd finished eight times runner up in the league wow. and five times in the cup so he won the cup twice and he won the league once, but he finished five times. You could say he's the Jimmy White of Italian football. That's a really good comparison. And Thanks, always mate. a lovely mention for Jimmy White there. <laughs> Jimmy White and Stephen Hendry. Sit down, Jimmy. I got this. <laughs> no need to bother yourself. You just sit there drinking your he's water. He's starting to annoy me now. <laughs> Iconic Jimmy White quote. That's so good. He's beginning to annoy me. Um... But yeah, it's crazy. They finish eight times runners-up in the league and they only win it once. It's almost like the Benfica kind of European curse yeah, yeah, where it's yeah. like you'll get close but you'll never quite do it. So the temptation to leave was huge, especially as Florentino Perez, who, again, he should be getting royalties for the amount of times he's been mentioned on these podcasts. They offered to triple his salary, making him one of the world's highest paid players. Wow. So at this point, there's no reason not to go, you would think. He's not given to everything to And Roma. the temptation of that. Yeah, exactly. This is like prime Galactico's era. Yeah. And 
basically P- Perez has made it very clear he wants to sign Totti. Uh, a little bit like he did with Owen. He announced yeah. a couple of years yeah, earlier, yeah. we're going after Totti. Uh, we want him. So uh, Francesco Totti debated for a long time, but eventually decided to snub the Galacticos, a decision that none had made up until this point, remembering that this is a club that had even managed to convince Luis Figo to cross yeah. cross the picket line, as it were, yeah. and come across, and they still couldn't get the Monument of Rome, as, his, as he was nicknamed. Wow. Uh, so this is what Perez said about Totti. Totti is one of the legends that everyone wanted. At the beginning of my presidency, I phoned him and asked him to come, but he told me he couldn't move from Roma. And Totti had this to say from his point of view. I remember the last time I played against Real Madrid at the Santiago Bernabeu a few years ago. Florentino Perez came to me and he asked me for a jersey and wanted me to write a special dedication. The inscription was to read, the only footballer who rejected Real, which is lovely. Isn't That's, it? Cool, That's really isn't it? Pa- um, that is iconic, poetic. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, and then he said this in his autobiography. They taught us at school that family is the most important thing for a human. Roma is my family. Have you ever heard of someone who left his poor parents to live with rich strangers? <laughs> That's great. Peter Drury, step aside. <laughs> I want Francesco Totti doing the commentary. <laughs> Just beautiful. There's something about Europeans, the French players and Italian players who are like part-time philosophers. Yeah. It's just, yeah, amazing. But I just thought Have that you heard is- Harry Kane's quote when he said he wouldn't leave Tottenham? <laughs> oh, yeah. Come on, you Spurs. <laughs> um, <laughs> beautiful, beautiful language, English. <laughs> that's, that's the language of love. It's the romantic yeah. language. So, uh, yeah, the, basically the, the first episode in his career is turning down Galactico's Real, where he decides through thick and thin he will stick with Roma, um, which leads to how his Roma career comes to an end. So after 619 games for your boyhood club, um, it's finally time to bring the curtain down on a 25-year career, mm. a, a uh, record that he holds with Paolo Maldini for the amount of top flight seasons right. played with uh, a team. How how would you decide? If you come up to 619 games, you have been Mr. Western Supermare. Mm. You have captained them for years. You've led them to Similar one-time glory. comparison. Yeah, exactly. Uh, how would you want your career to end? Victory. With yeah, glory, absolutely. triumph. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, that is not the case for uh, Francesco Totti. And the reason I picked this is because sometimes you want the poetic ending or yeah. like Johan Cruyff one was a good example where yeah, it's like yeah. one last kind of spirit of the damn busters. We yeah. can do this. Uh, unfortunately, that is not the way for Totti. And it ends, it ends well, but also with a tinge of sadness. So this story, ironically, is going to be as much about Francesco Totti um, as it is about Luciano Spalletti. The uh, oh, no manager, way. so who he is currently managing Napoli and leading them. So, I yeah. mean, seventeen points clear at time of recording. They're about to win their first uh, Serie A title since Maradona. Yeah. Um, but he is manager of uh, Roma at this point in time. So um, it's really sad. So the season is the 2016-2017, which is crazy when you think about his peak yeah. being in two thousand six. Yeah, right. So yeah, twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen. Totti is entering into his final year as a pro footballer, but he just doesn't know it yet. Um, He's so beloved by the league that rival fans create banners begging to see him play against their own team. People are coming to see Totti as much as they're coming to see their own team. So this is how much he is idolised, not just by Roma, but by the league itself and by the nation of Italy. So Luciano Spalletti, uh, managing Roma, he had started to marginalise a 40-year-old Totti from the starting lineup. So, And we've spoken about this before. When you're a player who hasn't always relied on speed and pace. Like, in his, obviously, in his early, early yeah, days, yeah. he had that. Yeah. But really, even in his mid-20s, he was never a lightning player. He still manages to be at the top level, yeah. despite being 40 years old. Um, because as, you know, not to throw shade on you, but as you know, uh, mate, if, if you're a player without pace, but you've got an eye for a pass... Game awareness. Exactly. Intelligence. You can never take that away from you. Yeah, they can't take that away. Um, so... 
Spalletti starts to marginalise him, as we've discussed. So at this point, Totti is still captain. He still felt physically able. He had no idea that he still was... Still captain at 40? Yeah. No way. Um, there was nobody going to take that captain. No, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, actually, I've got a quote about something similar later on. So Spalletti found himself unable just to make decisions about the team on the pitch and instead had to wrestle with the persona of Totti being very much bigger than the club. Um, a quote from the manager. A coach has to deal with 20 players, a whole dressing room, not just one. There was a time when Totti missed six penalties in a row and I went to the other players and asked if they wanted to take the <laughs> penalty kicks from him, but they all said they wouldn't when Francesco was there. Totti is a gift that has been given to football. However, he has also at times been used in a way that is not right. Certain headlines and front pages use Totti to create stories and situations. Yeah. So it's similar to the captaincy. People wouldn't even take penalties. No, no. There's six in a row. And he's, he, I think he holds the record for the most penalties scored in Serie A, which probably after 25 years you're yeah. going to have, even yeah. if... And he scores a great penalty in the World Cup. But nevertheless, players in the dressing room wouldn't dream of taking anything away from Totti. No. So it's really interesting when you drill down into this, like the wrestling between Spalletti and Totti. Because Spalletti was kind of right, but it's just so sad. Yeah. But, um, Totti's final season in Rome was a dramatic downturn in stature. So he starts once in the league. Wow. And makes 17 appearances off the bench. And Totti was pushed out of the team by Spalletti. The media put a target on Spalletti's back. The fans turned each game into a circus. Um, to the point where they were focusing more on protesting Totti's relegation to the bench than caring about results on the pitch. Did Totti ever say anything? So Totti remains relatively professional. professional yeah, yeah. But he can't, he when he's asked, he talks about being frustrated about being put on the bench. But he does like basically go, I want to be starting more. I still have loads to give. He's constantly talking about how he isn't over. He's yeah. still got plenty left. But this is strange. So it comes to a head. Uh, Roma are winning 5-0 in a game before the, the fans turn their back on their wow. team to protest uh, Totti not playing. So they are 5-0 <laughs> up in a game. Uh, Roma the rest of the players on. must be like, what is the point? Exactly. So this is one of the seasons where Roma would finish second in the league, only f uh, four points behind Juventus. Yeah. So Spalletti is being vindicated constantly on the pitch by his decisions. Um, at this point, Edin Dzeko of Man City fame Yep. Um, is absolutely ramming in the goals. He's being absolutely brilliant. But again, people don't care. All they want is Totti. So Totti came to realise that Roma were not going to renew his contract, effectively forcing him to retire, knowing he wouldn't go to another club. It all came to a head, and this is the sad part. Uh, Totti was asked by the media team towards the end of the season, whilst preparing to face the biggest game, the uh, Lazio derby. So again, even more than like the title deciders, these are the games yeah. that the fans care yeah. about. All came to head. The media team said, do you want something special for your last derby game? This was the first that Francesco Totti had heard it would be his last game. Wow. So it's really sad. So it seems that the board had made a decision about his future and the media team knew before he did. So it's really sad. So I think it's only four or five games from the end of the season that this derby's taking place. Totti's thinking, right, we'll sit down, we'll get maybe another year extension, even though the season hasn't gone how I've wanted. Maybe yeah. Spalletti won't be there, although let's say City's finished second, so he's going to be. Um, but confusion reigned in the aftermath of that final derby day as the club told the press that Totti would be taking to the field against Lazio for the final time, only for the player himself to contradict the statement. He said, if it's my last time or well, nobody has told me. So it's it's wow. just it's a really messy, yeah, sad way right. for it to come to an end. Not the way you think they've thought it through when the guy's been there as long as he has. Yeah, exactly. And we've spoken about like the amount of goodbyes that Beckham has had, and <laughs> the amount like yeah, all the thought that went into it. And somebody, it was a bit snarky, but I did love the comparison. Somebody was talking about um, when you compare Francesco Totti to John Terry and their farewell, <laughs> where Terry himself orchestrated, you know, um, being substituted in the twenty sixth minute, right. having the guard of honour. Having people applaud like can you imagine 
just the brass balls on Terry. Like, this is a competitive Premier League game, but no, you're going to substitute me in the 26th minute. Get a guard of honour I'm going to get a guard of honour. People were talking about how, as much as Totti could be controversial, he never made it about himself. He always just... Also, he's a World Cup winner, John Terry. I know. He's won the Premier League a couple of times. Oh, it, oh, don't get me started on Terry. But <laughs> I thought it's a snarky comparison to make, but I also think it is fitting um, because Totti... He, he was controversial. Uh, I think one time he got pulled up for spitting at another player, which is obviously a horrible thing to do. He loved a good goal celebration, a couple of times taking over the camera. I don't know if you've ever right. seen photos of them, but Totti would occasionally boot off a cameraman and turn the camera onto the pitch uh, cool, okay. um, towards the end of the season. And this is part of where you can kind of think, Spalletti got a point where <laughs> he um, ran over, he scored, he ran over to the crowd, got his mobile phone and took a massive selfie <laughs> on the pitch. And you've got to love that the rest of the teams are like, shall we begin now? Just give Totti another two minutes to get his selfie. <laughs> crazy that he was yeah, able to do that course. but this is the the kind of the well of gravity mm. that uh, Francesco Totti had around himself um, so with only three games after the season Totti would be bowing out um, eventually in a 3-2 win against Genoa bringing to, end, to an end a love affair with his city so he scored twice and assisted three times in his final year bringing his career total to 786 games, 307 goals. Nice. So not bad for a guy who was never an out-and-out striker. Yeah. He often was the second striker playing behind really good players like Gabriel Batistuta, Edin Dzeko, um, Roberto Baggio in his early days. Yeah. Uh, just amazing stuff. So yeah, still a goal pretty much every other game. Um, am- amazing, really. Yeah. Uh, he was the second top goal scorer in Serie A history. Some guy from the 1930s holds the record, um, but he's basically the modern day top goal scorer, which again is a mixture of longevity and yeah. uh, amazing skill. Yeah. He's the youngest Serie A captain ever, 22 years old. Wow. So again, just the wow. the gravity and the persona that this guy has. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's, it's difficult for us to get alongside because I don't think we have the sense of national identity um, that places like Italy and Greece do where they have kind of history but yeah. he was he was talked about as a Roman almost being separate to Italian like he was an Italian second he was yeah. a Roman first yeah, yeah. and so being at Roma being their captain it mattered so much that he represented and embodied the the kind of persona yeah it's interesting because you don't have it with England because of London having so many clubs yeah there isn't that no. national identity club yeah exactly in some ways. strange Roma, even from my view, Roma over Lazio. I don't yeah. think that's necessarily how it's considered there, but certainly from my point of view, Roma yeah. is the core, you know, Italian representing team. Yeah, exactly. Which I definitely think is true politically as well, just to take a slight sidebar, because what's interesting in the derby and everything that surrounds it is Lazio are famously very right-wing, a lot of ties with the fascist political right. spectrum. Yeah. Obviously, you had Paolo Di Canio, who's a Lazio boy, went there, did the fascist salute, um, yeah. didn't get in trouble, his fans loved him for it. There's lots of stuff about the, the ultras in Lazio yeah. being... Yeah you know, very right wing. And Roma, because Italy don't really have much of a left, they're very centrist, but like they, they like to distinguish themselves from, you know, we're not like Lazio. Yeah. We're not the extremes. We are the everyman. We represent yeah. Rome and therefore we represent Italy. Yeah. Um, I think there's definitely that, that big part of it. So he was also the oldest goal scorer even to today um, in the Champions League at 38 years, 59 days. Wow. So still banging in goals at 38 years old. you got to love that. Is that still, what's Messi now? 
Uh, Messi's only 35. Oh, is he? Maybe right, 30. Okay. No, he might be 36 now um, or becoming 36. Yeah. The only player that I think might still have a chance of beating that is Zlatan, who is 40. Oh, yeah. And, um, still going. Still going. Milan are in the semi-final of Champions League. Um, against Inter Milan, yeah. so there's by time recording he. Oh, sorry, by the time you listen to this, he might have, have done it. Uh, yeah. Scored maybe, yeah. but we'll see. Um, but according to Totti, it would take two years for him to move on emotionally because of the wow. way that he's been out of the club. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's really sad, and he writes a lot in his autobiography about the fact that he just wanted something more. Not he. He basically felt like he had, he'd always put Roma first, and so to feel like an afterthought. That's what not, I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. To, to not have the board come and speak to him, or to arrange it, or to say. Look, we can't because a lot of the talk was because he was the highest earner by a long, long way. It's like, can you afford to pay a forty-year-old whose yeah. legs have gone? Yeah. So, but have the conversation. Yeah. Say, look, Just we, we want to keep you on board, but we, we to be to remain competitive, we need to use your wages elsewhere. Yeah. Would you take a pay cut? Would you do this, that, and the other? Um, there was a guy called Joseba Extaberia who used to play for Atletico Bilbao, who like loves it, and he played his final season for a, a Euro because he just loved the club, wanted to keep on playing. Which again, <laughs> I think the romance in us we're like we'd do that if, if we got to carry on playing at the pre- uh, yeah, that level yeah, you you'd would want though, to do you? that but I guess if it's what you've done for 25 years you might not view yeah. it that way yeah exactly um, and I think sometimes wages players of there is a mixture of being greedy but also I think for players it's about stature within the team importance it's like I want more money not just to have more money yeah. but to recognise my importance you, every player wants to be wanted yeah. so the idea of I'm the top earner I'm the most important player to this club I'm sure it's an ego stroke but it's also I think it's just a statement of yeah, like, this club values me and therefore yeah. I want to give my all for this club yeah. uh, even though it would take two years for him to move on emotionally uh, he did cho- he did choose to serve at City's call when he was immediately offered to join the board of directors immediately after his retirement so he did sign a right. seven year contract to be a board of director with them but again it, he says it took him two years to really be invested in that because he felt like it was a token to begin with yeah um but and he would have been sat in the room with with all the people that didn't do anything yeah like, that must have been difficult yeah that's awkward isn't it yeah. just being like oh we'd like to make a speech uh just tinging uh, dinging the wine glasses and be like <laughs> so, uh, thanks for everything francesco uh we'll see you next month for the board meeting and he's there like yeah yeah pricks yeah thanks very much but nevertheless, he uh, retires still as Mr. Rome, the eternal man. I thought it would be good to finish with the final words of my report given to Sir Alex Ferguson, oh, wow. who also tried to sign Francesco Totti in the early 2000s. Um, and when he was asked about his failed attempt to sign him, he said, We like the player and we would have liked to have included him in our squad. But when we expressed our interest, it was immediately clear that Totti did not want to leave Rome. Uh, he was deeply attached to his city. After all, his CV is clear. Totti only wants to wear the Roma shirt. And I just thought that's a lovely, mm. fitting way to go. Yeah. Um, so Francesco Totti achieved everything he could at club level um, with Roma, but it ends in a sputter. Roma finish also runs uh, one of the eight times they would do it during his career, which is just so cruel. Heartbreaking, unlucky, yeah. yeah. Um, but nevertheless, the eternal man in the eternal city, he managed to... Give us something that we just don't see anymore, which is loyalty in the modern game. You obviously hear about all the one-club men in the 1920s, 30s, 40s, but to do it when temptation came calling is is something spectacular. That's it. Harry Kane off to United this summer. He's got to, Anna. (laughs) I mean, this is not what this podcast is about, but he's got rocks in his head if he doesn't move at the end of the season. Well, it's interesting you talk about one-club man. Like, that, you know, Totty, that shadow of a doubt would have been in the position Kane is in now. Yeah. And he stayed. Yeah. And yet the pressure for Kane to go... And the you know from anybody non Spurs like what are you doing? And also, I think when he had the, before City signed Haaland and they were clearly after Kane, mm. 
that was his like show of loyalty. But this, which obviously you kind of go, is loyalty worth that much? It's really interesting, isn't it? it? Is really interesting. But having talked about Totti today, there would definitely have been podcasts at that time where he was turning down Real and all yeah. the rest of it, going, what are you doing? Yeah. You're an idiot. Yeah. Like, this is your, like, you know, Kane, this is his, another couple of seasons he'll be into his 30s. Exactly. So this is the time. Yeah. If he's going to go, it it's has now to never. be now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Exactly. And it is interesting, because like we said, like, Totti does 400 appearances for Roma. He's already won them their Scudetto. Like, just... Just yeah, you've you've done your service. Go and enjoy your life. Yeah. <laughs> you don't yeah. have to um, submit yourself to the suffering. But yeah, Harry Kane is a really good example because you are like he has the. What is more important? Does he want to go down as a Spurs legend and forever ever be like heralded as arguably their greatest player yeah. ever? Like he's he's got to be surely because they're talking about like giving him a statue already, and you just yeah, think, I mean, so, yeah. I mean, Hoddle Greaves. Yeah, that's it. In terms of great Tottenham players that yeah. you know over a long period of time, yeah, exactly in the I, modern era. Yeah, I can't think of any obvious ones that jump out. Benoit Asuakoto, no, uh, not doing yeah, it for you. Play, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> would you? What would you do, Ad? You you, are, you have been at Everton for fifteen years. You're their top ever goal scorer. I think it depends on the value as a as a player. If you want, because they're they're saying that he won't move abroad because he wants the Premier League goal scoring yeah. record. So that's already a challenge. It means he's Tottenham are going to have to sell him to a competitor. Mm-hmm. Are they going to do that? I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, obviously City have the money. Probably Newcastle have the money. But other than that, who's going to be able to pay enough that Daniel Levy will say yes? Yeah, that's a difficulty because Levy will not let him go cheap to a rival. So you're going to have to overpay if you want him. And is yeah. there a club that that need him that much? Like, totally. I know United are obviously sniffing around and they've got the money. But if you can spend 120 million on Kane or 70 or 80 million on like Victor Osman mm-hmm. or whoever, like. Would you go for Kane? I, I think know. the things that come into it that probably football fans don't consider at all is, you know, life stage, where his kids are at, yeah. how his family set up, mm-hmm. how that structure works. And yes, money can solve a lot of problems, but it can't literally transport, you know, the life that you have to somewhere else. Mm. So you'd have to start again, and that might not. I don't. I, he's got young kids, hasn't he? Because he's yeah, just had a right. kid, you know, little one maybe two years ago. Yeah. That'll be in there, but no one gives a damn about that if you're talking about football. Yeah, but yeah. He, he will be thinking about that. So it's probably a lot simpler for us as football fans to yeah, say sure. this is what your top priority should be. Yeah. Whereas I think he probably has different priorities. Yeah. <laughs> Why shouldn't he? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he doesn't just have to be a footballer first and a human second. Exactly. Yeah. And what his value is? Does he want to win things? Does he want to be loyal? Does he want the goal scoring record? Does he want trophies? Yeah. If he, I mean, if he wants trophies, he's got to leave Spurs. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, we joke about Spurs, but they're not going to win anything anytime soon. But does one, I don't know, one FA Cup, does is that enough to win an FA Cup with with the club that you love? Probably not. Yeah. Like, if you're, yeah, you are England's top goal scorer of all time, and he hasn't really had a shot at the league, well, once, and they royally screwed it up to yeah, Leicester. The, the Leicester, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's got a sting. Like, you know, you think of all the, you know, you think of Rooney... You know, he had a, multiple runs and multiple wins of, you know, the top prizes in yeah. his country. And Kane really hasn't had that, well, one shot and yeah. then one shot of the Champions League. Mm-hmm. You know, other than that, I think it's a pretty poor return for the, the top goal scorer in our nation. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know what I would do if I was Harry Kane, but I know that Francesco Tossi would say... Who has ever heard of leaving your poor parents to live with rich strangers? Uh, so we'll give Totti the final word Very on his good. report. So uh, join us next week as we look at another great player and their final days. 